do it and say, oh, I'll start it this time. Oh, it has to be on a Monday. Oh, no, it has to be on a Sunday. <laughs> no, it has to be at the start of the month. And like before you know it, you're two years, one year, I mean, one year, two years, three years passed by. So even with Surrender to Thrive, it's just like I have to have all of this in line before I can start a business. Or I have to, you know, be in this place in front of, and it's just like, girl, like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to happen if you don't take action like it's just it's just not hey you welcome to the surrender to thrive podcast a podcast that encourages black healers to put themselves first i'm melanie founder of surrender to thrive and clinical mental health therapist and i'm victoria licensed professional counselor and founder of trust between us a safe place to store your thoughts Every week, we'll be sitting down with folks from our community to have intimate conversations and take a holistic and honest dive into what it means to be well. All right, y'all, enough of the professional intros because we're getting all in our feelings today. (laughs) So get comfy and join us for this week's episode. All right, y'all. Welcome back to the Surrender to Thrive podcast. We're your host, Mel and Vic. And today we're switching things up a little bit, you know, so I'll be kicking us off with a topic about paralyzed potential. And what does that truly mean? So, Mel, you know, when you hear the word, uh, what does paralyzed potential mean to you just when you first heard it? Yeah, so when I first saw the words paralyzed potential, automatically thought about imposter syndrome. Um, that's just really, I think that's the one thing that really hit for me was just like imposter syndrome. Like there's greatness within you, but for whatever reason, there's a barrier to tapping into that greatness. So that's why I was like, oh, okay. That's, a, that's imposter syndrome. Yeah, I get that. So for you, how has imposter syndrome shown up for you, like, in your life? Like, when did you first notice it? Oh, Lord. I'm trying to keep going back. Um, I don't know. I just felt like, I think it's something that, fortunately, it's something that's been there. So two things usually would happen <laughs> with imposter syndrome. On one hand, I will feel it, but I'll do it anyway. Or, like, I'll just, like, let me see how this goes. and you know, do it like that. And on the other side, if I experienced imposter syndrome, I was just procrastinate like hell. Like all the time, I was just <laughs> put it off, put it off. I'm like, oh, I'll do it this day. Oh, I'll start it with this time. Oh, it has to be on a Monday. Oh, no, it has to be on a Sunday. <laughs> no, it has to be at the start of the month. And like before you know it, you're two years, one year, I mean, one year, two years, three years has passed by. So even with Serenity to Thrive, it's just like I have to have all of this in line before I could start a business. Or I have to, you know, be in this place in front of, and it's just like, girl, like, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, not, it's not going to happen if you don't take action. Like, it's just, it's just not. So, like, now I'm in a place where, like, going back to how I feel even, like, as a kid and teenager, like, if I feel it, I would just do it anyway because I know how much I've grown from feeling imposter syndrome and still acting on it. Still oh, yeah. On it. So, yeah. 
That's real. That's real. I was just thinking about how much of a buzzword it is now, you know, like so many other things, but I guess that's how language develops, right? So I'm trying to think back, like, is imposter syndrome for me the same as like insecurity? That's something that I'm thinking about now. Like, could those words be used interchangeably? Because I didn't know imposter syndrome was a word at five, but I was insecure. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know I was insecure, though. I was shy. So it's like all these words that have had the same meaning in my life, but based on my age and my my knowledge have changed. So I'm just thinking like, dang, like I probably was experiencing imposter syndrome as early as four years old and not even knowing it all because like a lot of like a lot of affirmations at that time come from your family, right? And you look into your family and kind of tell you if you're doing something right or wrong. If you do something bad, they're yelling at you. If they don't yell, you're like, okay, I'm all right. I'm in a safe zone. So it's like we look to other people to kind of fulfill that need. But as we get older, we have to look to ourselves. And I, I think that's where the word like imposter syndrome kind of develops because like this is within us now. We don't have nobody to look to or, you know, nine times out of 10, you're not really around your family all the time when it's like coming to your career and stuff. So I think for me, imposter syndrome has definitely shown up a lot differently now at 28 than it did at four years old. But then all of it's still kind of relying on validation in a sense. Yeah. It's, it's, I think it's just rooted in like judgment, like putting yourself. Yeah. Um, and you made a great point too, because I feel like those words all do mean the same thing. We just kind of like, it just developed into these really, cute words or phrases so it's like oh shy no that's insecurity no that's imposter syndrome no that's paralyzed uh potential now <laughs> and it's like whatever the next word is it's gonna be yeah. so I feel like they all do mean the same thing but I think it's like you said as you get older like of course I'm not gonna say oh I have imposter syndrome when we four years old I'm like oh, I'm <laughs> you know, right develop because we develop uh I mean yeah. um a better understanding of like what it is more than just like the simple word of just saying like shy. But yeah. So in those moments where you said, sometimes I just do it, you know, I do it scared essentially. And other times you just procrastinate and years pass by. Like, have you ever felt any guilt or how did you view it? Like when you didn't, you know, do it scared, when you just let it sit and let it sit, like, how did you feel internally? How did you kind of get through that? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to like go back to moments of like, I procrastinated and then like how do I feel in those moments um I guess I want to say it was guilt but I don't know if it was guilt um I kind of just like I don't know I kind of reach for something that's gonna put that battery in my back um so like like girl you still waiting are you not you, you said you was gonna do this you know what's what's going on why it's not happening and I'll try to reach for something that helped me that will fuel that the energy I'm having inside, but like the fear of judgment kind of like acts as that barrier. So like I would like, I don't know, I just do things like um podcasts. I listen to a podcast that's related to like what I'm experiencing. Or like a YouTube video, like watching other people develop in their own journeys and in their businesses. Um or I'll just see people in my actual, you know, my actual real, I'm in real life, but in my life <laughs> that are taking the steps. Or like if I read a book and, and see someone or hear someone's story. So it's like things like that kind of just put that fuel in me. Like I said, that battery in my back to be like, okay, let's try this again. You know, yeah. and I'm like, what can I do? And I just try to like, just do it and just kind of see what happens once I do it. Um, but I think in those moments, I first 
procrastinate, I kind of like enable myself in that way. Like, oh, it's okay. Like you, you can try again the next Sunday. Like, I think I just, I don't really feel guilty unless I'm like sitting too long, but I, don't, I think I just don't allow myself to sit as long. Um, but like, I, I think I, the one thing I do is just enable myself. I just like, oh, it's okay. You can try again next year. Oh, you can do it next month or, oh, let's try to, like I said, on Sunday. So I just, I think I, instead of beating myself up, I think that's rare if I beat myself up. Um, and if, when I am, if I'm in a space where I'm like, beating myself up is more so me and be like why you didn't do that you could have did that like look that person did that and, and look how see how it's flourishing like some something like that but it's not really harsh um because like I think I just developed that inner voice like that soothing part of myself like really early on in my childhood where I don't allow myself to like really go in on myself um unless I say something like girl that was dumb Oh, why you like? If I'm like, uh, yeah, uh, that that was stupid. Why you do that? That's so stupid. I'm, this dumb as fuck. Like something like that, but it doesn't get harsh. <laughs> like it doesn't get really harsh. So it's usually me enabling myself. Like, oh, you can just try again. You know, this next time, and this constantly procrastinating. But it, then it starts getting. I think if anything, I feel is annoyed. It's just like, yeah, like, you got it. Like, what the fuck? Like, what are you waiting on? Like, what what's what's going on? So. I think it's more frustration and annoyance, if anything. Yeah, it sounds like uh, one of your coping skills is something Taraji said was uh, like a bad B pip talk. <laughs> bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Bitch, you doing a good job. Sing that to yourself. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're yeah. yourself like, hey, come on now. You know who you are. <laughs> and then I even peeped like the words that you used. First, you said you enabled yourself. And then later on, you said you were soothing. Like when you were a kid, you called it soothing yourself versus now you know one might call it giving yourself grace so mm-hmm. like another you know just another instance of how our development and our language just changes with how we view ourselves and our shortcomings or our procrastination or whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. um that gets us to this point of being paralyzed like whether it be fear whether it be like i just don't have the motivation whether we waiting on something else to like feel like we got this complete thing maybe i need um you know, maybe I need a, a community. Maybe I need exposure. Maybe I need a different environment. Like it's always something we're going to be waiting on. Um, and that's like kind of how I've been feeling like not guilty in a sense. Um, but I guess I guess a better word for me would be frustrated. Like I get really frustrated because it's some great, great humans out here. Like I don't know how people identify. So I, everybody human. OK, if they don't identify as human, <laughs> my bad. But it's some great humans out here who have published these poetry books right and that's something where I'm kind of I was paralyzed for so long waiting for this perfect this perfect this perfect that and then like in the last three four days I've gotten way more progress than I have in years of trying to write this one book my first book and I'm thinking about the next book and I can't finish the first one you see what I'm saying like it's just crazy because I'm like what is stopping me and I'm like well this person did this and this person has 145 pages but this person has 206 pages like do I need pictures do I not like it's just so much and I feel like for me why where I get frustrated that it's like by the time I get done with it I literally will hear somebody say a line I'm like I wrote that I wrote that in seventh grade that same line how did they know they stole my stuff is my word out there you know like and then I just get into this spiral like it's it's bad it gets harsh for me like it ain't no oh Vic you got this it's okay no it's wrong no it's like die like 
No. Oh shit! <laughs> like no, for real. Like it, it used to get really bad, really fast. Like it was, it was not good. A lot of negative self talk, but that was because I didn't have this concept of you know giving myself grace or soothing myself. Like that's no, what is that? That was a foreign thing. So for me, it was all like, nah, you gotta beat yourself up to get it together. Once you beat bad enough, maybe you'll realize that you can do it because that's what things looked like a lot of times for me at, you know in my household like no nah, we don't do that crying stuff we ain't doing all that get it together <laughs> or else like I was I was always this overachiever to the point now where if I'm not doing something at all times I'm like man am I supposed to be sleeping like is this okay to rest like and that's where the paralyzed uh potential comes into place because now it's like I'm making up for lost times so you know it, it's just been a, it's been a, a struggle trying to cope with the frustration and the fear and the shame of it all but I guess it would still be guilt you know I have never used the word guilt but I guess in a sense like yeah there's still guilt that I have for mm-hmm. choosing myself sometimes so yeah yeah I think it's it's um interesting in a way too and I think about paralyzed potential as well like just related to what you said or just like our friendship because a lot of times I think um, when I'm that person, like I said, uh, what I mentioned, like I'm the person, like if I, even if I feel like the fear or the imposter syndrome or the paralyzed potential, I still do it. Um, and I think I've tried to, for lack of a better word, drag other people along in that. So even like with the podcast, I was just like, let's do the podcast together. Like even when I started alone, like doing solo episodes and then decided to bring you in. And I know that there was something that was, you were excited about it, but at the same time, it's still like, you know, the imposter can come up or like hearing your own voice. Cause that's something that I started with when yeah. I first, one of the reasons why I started because I love long conversations. I love podcasts, but at the same time, I couldn't recognize my own voice. It just was like, ew, it don't sound like me. But as time went on, that's why I noticed that when I act on the paralyzed potential and things like that, it always has like this beautiful outcome. So I was like, I want other people to experience this. So come on, do this podcast with me. You're like, let's go do this. Or even when I um when I sent you that thing about the public speaking thing, I was like, oh, Victoria, be good with this. <laughs> do this. And then you just like, oh. I ain't doing it. Listen, I I have noticed there are a lot of times where like you do take that leap anyway, even if you feel like you're not in a place to show up perfectly, you know, quote unquote, um, that you still do it. And I'm just wondering if within our friendship or just within your own journey, your own growth, do you feel like your potential, you've been tapping a lot into your potential because you've been taking those leaps? Oh, absolutely. Like a lot of, for me personally, like I always tell you, like you have really been a blessing in my life because it's some things I'm just like, man, all right, let's do it. You know what I'm saying? Like you bring it up. I'm like, I don't know, man, what what I need. Okay. Got some hiking boots, a book bag and a raincoat. Cool. All right. What time? And I'm just, I don't know if I'm climbing, climbing wet mountain or we going on a swamp or we finna go kayaking. Like, but you know, I'm with it. I can't swim to save my life, but you want to go, you want to go sail down a waterfall or something crazy. I'm with it. Like I'm very much that friend that whatever you want to do, I'm going to support it. Even if I'm scared too. Like even today, you like take the lead. I'm like, I I got this, <laughs> you know, because I'm I'm telling you, I just been trying to tap into it because like when you see 
when you see other people around you doing great things, you can't help but want to be great too. You know what I'm saying? You can't help but want to try it. It don't matter if it's good, bad, or whatever. Like we got some unreleased episodes where we were just kicking it. You know what I'm saying? They're probably probably would have reached yeah, the people but right but you know we got some we had some we had some moments where we like let's just do something and we did it and <laughs> we loved it and you know we I think I'm in a place now where our friendship has really helped me to like try it's a lot of positive things like I, I never think that you're going to steer me wrong mm-hmm. you know so that's why I'm always comfortable tapping into certain things and also just like get to a point where I'm like look you 28 years old you don't get time back what you want to do how do you want to live your life you know what makes you feel good and I feel good most when I'm doing things scared like like you said seeing that beautiful outcome after I do it I feel amazing like I can ride off that high for weeks Mm -hmm. of doing something that I was afraid to do versus if I just stay stagnant thinking about it I'm going to sit in it and regress to that negative cycle of self-talk where I'm just talking bad to myself like words I would never say to a friend and I'm I'm really working on, you know, talking to myself like I would somebody I love. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I guess in the short version, yes, you've helped me <laughs> <laughs> unlock and tap into some of my potential. Like true friendship and meaningful friendships have helped me to get to that place, you know, and having more than one and just a sense of community has really been, you know, just a part of the process. And, you know, I even got a sticker I keep on my laptop now that says still growing to remind me that every day is a chance to do something new branch out do something do something else to add to to my overall you know depth of uh knowledge that I have for sure and um it was something else I was going to say about that too like expanding on like what's your motivation and like tapping into like even when you're in a place like where you feel paralyzed or the imposter syndrome when you feel shy insecure like all the words like what makes you do it anyway outside of like friendship and doing it with somebody well so if it's not a if it's not a community thing or a friend well for me as it's those humans like I'm off social media right now but when I was on social media like I have a business page you know uh trust between us and I got my personal page and I follow very different groups of people some yeah. of them overlap and some not but mm-hmm. like when I'm in a space of just like I'm feeling creative but I'm also feeling stagnant I'm kind of just stuck I go to that business page and I'm looking at all the therapists that I follow. I'm looking at the wellness page. I'm looking at these yoga people. I'm looking at black love. Like I look at things that inspire me and I'm like, these people are here doing it big. And I listen to their stories. It might be a reel. It might be a YouTube video. And I just take a t- that's that 10 minutes or 20 minutes, however long it, it needs to be. I take that time to go and learn something. It might be me reading a book for a few minutes, but whenever I feel stuck and I'm sick of it and I'm tired, of like, I'm like, okay, I ain't got no more fight left in me to keep beating on myself. What I'm going to do differently. And I go listen to somebody else's story. And I'm like, man, let me get back in into this. You know what I'm saying? Cause like, I'm like, I'm really dope. Like when I sit back and reflect on old things I've written and just thoughts that I've had and ideas, I'm like, this is amazing. Why am I not doing it? Literally what is stopping me? Like, I can't blame it on money. You know, I can't blame it on not having time because clearly I got time to scroll and look at other people being, you know, being great. So it's like I can't keep using excuses no more. So when I I, I get that like reality check is what I call it, you know, I kind of smack myself in the face, not literally, just figuratively give myself that, that smack and that kick that I need to get back started. And I just I have a moment where I can sit there for two hours just creating and I just lose track of time and then I feel good. And then, you know, what I'm working on now is once I get that, that spark again, how do I sustain it? Because I don't want to I don't want to fizzle out again. So really just life being so short and me just looking around me at how the world is moving. 
I'm like, I can't stop no more. I don't have time to stop again. So that's my motivation right now. Yeah, I feel the same. Because like I mentioned before, like how watching YouTube or this podcast, like seeing other people. And that's another thing I had. I saw a quote a while back that was like, um, no, actually, I think it was something I thought about because I was like reading something and I had wrote it down like my little quotes that I keep <laughs> in my notes app. And I remember just saying in my head, I'm like, I can admire somebody's body without wanting to change mine. And I think it's the same thing when it comes to like anything in life. Like I can look at people's life, relationships, jobs and be inspired by it, inspired by their journey and not wanting to change anything about my journey. But like that inspiration from what, who they are, what they look like, what they're doing and still feel. And that can be the, the energy, the battery in my back to be like, okay, how can I take that energy and how can I tap into my energy and then make something out of it, like based on what I want to do. So I, I think that's something that I carry with me as well. And also just like, I'm just being in flow. Like anytime you just flowing, like I remember somebody said, my best artwork is when I just try to just sit there and did something and it ended up being like this beautiful thing. But when I'm like sitting there and kind of control the experience, that's when I, I might beat myself up or like I start going to that paralyzed potential or I start, <laughs> yeah. it just start kind of going like spiraling basically and it never really gets done or it's unfinished or we take or we procrastinate so I think that um there's something that even with Serena to Thrive it really is about the flow of life like really following it um and understanding who you are as a person because like you said when you do look back on stuff you did in the past like even we talking about last night about writing plays like was in college or writing this, whatever it was. I just like, when you think about those experiences and like who we were at those times, because we weren't the most competent people, you know, back then. Right. Um, but just like doing things that literally just interest us and just kind of going with the flow with it and it being a really a, a beautiful outcome. It's just like, when I look back on those experiences or hear other people's reflection, I'm like, you did that or we did this. And it's just like... <laughs> Yeah. What's 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 not clicking? Like what's not clicking that you did this this thing and that paralyzed potential still comes up. I feel like it's gonna come up regardless, but like it's more so when we allow it to just like bring like just tug at us and bring us down. Um so I don't know. I just be like, do you know who the fuck you are? <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Man, I, I remember a poem like to like I forgot who I was but now I know or something like that I forgot how I ended it but it was like but now that I know how I am who I am I'll never forget again essentially mm-hmm. that's what it was saying so you know I think my other question for you is like is there anything that you're still paralyzed and is there anything that you haven't done yet that you're still putting off mm-hmm. that you like just really want to do mm-hmm. hmm. Oh, got you stumped. No. I know. I was like, what is something I, I mean, outside of like being like just starting something, not necessarily I started some of my own, but just like being a place where I'm not dependent on a job necessarily. Like, just kind of, I don't know. It's, it's something still about that. It's like, I know I'm planning to like, eventually leave that space um in the space being just like being just so dependent on a job where as if jobs are like permanent <laughs> like as if 
like nothing can happen and it can and it obviously has in my life so it's just like I think that's one thing I also think financial wealth is also another thing and it's it's not necessarily like wealth as in like um having loads and loads of money but I think it's more so just I haven't really one the education part I can blame it on upbringing yes but now I have resources I have tools to improve my financial well-being and I feel like that's one place where it's still paralyzed because that takes a lot of practice that I haven't been consistent with and it's something that I feel like is paralyzed for me and it may seem like financial like this the thing but I think that's one part of my journey that has been consistently an issue in a way I can't really explain it's still something I'm like reflecting on and learning more about like even when I attended um Friendsgiving and talked about wealth and I'm saying all these these beautiful black people and these people who have created these lives and not necessarily like billionaires or millionaires like obviously a lot of them <laughs> definitely had a lot of money but they come from the same places I came from so like how can I develop myself to be in a position where I am not always in a hole you know yeah. um we're like where where is the investment and not necessarily investment in like stocks and all that type of thing but like the investing in myself and I think over time I definitely have done that a lot more um and other people have too like even even for you like buying me like the little tongue drum and like my daddy investing in like me doing this uh certification for sound healing um and just other like times in my life where I have um invested in my own I mean obviously college but it's on the story but <laughs> like college and like all these different experiences I have, I feel like I have invested in those things, but like utilizing them consistently has just been something I've just been working on. Like with all the tools and resources I had in college, like like I mentioned, I never knew none of my professors' names. Like I did not network in college. And that's the one place, well, I think early on I probably did, but like after the first two years, and I've been in school a long time. So it just, I look back, I'm like, damn, I really did not network with anybody. Like, I don't even know my class. I don't even know some of my classmates. Like, you know, I know their full name. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I really was just there. And I didn't take full advantage of those opportunities when I think about certain things. Now, I'm like, if I would have done that differently, like how much further I would have been. But then I'm like, okay, that's one side, that's one way to look at it, but you also are still in these spaces. How can you take full advantage of these opportunities and have them align with what you want to do and then make something happen out of it? So I feel like it's, like it's more so that financial part of me because I feel like the personal development part of me is like, that's always been something I've just poured into, uh, poured into um, friendships. That's something that's not even an issue. Like I've always been able to, um, have great friends and even if it didn't work out all the time it's still I've never like shut that part of me down so I just think about different areas of my life and I feel like the financial part is still something I am ignorant 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 in <laughs> but also at the same time I feel like I develop in some things but it's still that area where it's like the lowest I feel like it's the most I know I can have a lot more and not a lot more like as in just money but just like resources mm-hmm. um, I don't know it's just it's something I'm still reflecting on so I might just be a little bit everywhere but I think that's one area of my life where it still feels like 
I'm paralyzed in. And yeah. I know it's a lot because of my own decision making. Because at this point, yeah, generational things. Yes, yeah, like, but girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> no, you got yeah. so many resources, so many things you can, so many things you can invest and pour yourself into to make this part of your life just different. And I think that's financial, it, it, it goes beyond money. It's, it's, it's a very mental and emotional thing. And I think that's something that, um, there's just something I'm still like, uh, it's still, it's still paralyzed in a way. But I think yeah. it, I think the ice has been broken for sure. It's definitely yeah. been broken. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's real, man. That's real. Like you said, it it's levels to it. You know, it's not just upbringing, it's mindset. It's it's everything. It's our, if are we connected to mind, body, spirit all at once, you know? So all of that definitely plays a role. And like, you you kind of summed it up. I know you felt like you were everywhere, but I, I know exactly <laughs> what you were saying. I, I feel like people go understand what you mean, because I think we all in that place of like, we still actively processing things that may not have been our fault, but now it's our responsibility to change them. So no, we we have to keep okay let me let me quit blaming and you know making excuses or trying to find a reason and why let me just get to the solutions now so it's like we already got a thousand reasons we can tell ourselves but you know I think we're in a place of finding those solutions so that's good I think the final final no, you oh okay <laughs> so I'm paralyzed and the most I don't know. It's a, it's a lot of different areas, but I think the one thing that really is at the surface kind of trying to break free is me taking clients on. Like I have plenty of people that want to see me in private practice, right? You're going to have a fucking wait list, like literal wait <laughs> And I do. Like, and wait though, like she like. I, I definitely got a wait list right now. And that's that's the crazy thing because the guy, uh, Tim Ross, who kind of, you know, this is where we got the word paralyzed potential from this, this topic. He was saying like uh, people talking about they want to bake cakes, but they ain't got the right box and they ain't got this. He's like, girl, if you don't throw that ice and don't put that cake out. Like, that's what he was saying. Like, just do it. He was like, oh, you ain't got enough money. Oh, you don't think you don't have enough clients. And do it. How you going to get it if you don't try? You know, so he was like, if you don't try at something, and feel it something like how will you know and that's like where I feel like I'm the most paralyzed because I have this view in my head that imposter syndrome as a clinician because of the environment I'm currently in when I'm like how can I use this to my advantage like if I feel stuck in an environment okay cool how can I make the best of the situation mm-hmm. so kind of like if you're in a burn, burning building you're trying to assess the best way to get out and minimize the you know minimize your damage that's kind of where I'm at where I'm like I'm in a place where I feel like I have the potential to grow and be great in the same environment. I don't have to necessarily get a new job. Like I'm thinking, I'm like, well, once I get a new job and then I get this house and then I get this and I get that, then I can take clients. By that time you're tired. I didn't do so many other things. I could already had clients and could have probably already put myself in a position to leave a job and not even have to go for a new one because I've already kind of started my career while I still have a cushion. And that's why I've been thinking a lot on it because people keep saying, just do it, just do it. And I tell other people, just do it. What you waiting on? And I'm doing the same thing, not doing it, being scared. So I'm I'm paralyzed in, in my own, within my own mind, because I am just now starting to truly know my worth. And that's like, I've been doing that work for almost two and a half, three years now. So it's like, I'm finally at the point where it's like, I truly know who I am. Like I've always known who I was in my core, but essentially like knowing that potential 
and unlocking it and being not being afraid to stand in it confidently. Like it doesn't make me a narcissist or an a-hole or, you know what I'm saying? I don't think I'm arrogant. Like I really got to be like, dang, you really that girl. Like, you know who you are? You Vic. You the realest Vic for a reason. Like <laughs> people call me the realest. They don't call me Victoria. Like, <laughs> because I branded that for myself since high school. People don't even know. I started calling myself the realest Vic back in high school. And here I am now almost 30. And I literally can go and brand that for me. And people will know it's me. It's on my license plates. You know what I'm saying? I got it as a social media handle. So it's just like, when people hear that, they know it and they know and believe it because they're like, you're the realest person I ever met. And I pride myself on being that person. So I'm like, if I took that same energy that I put into making reels and pouring it to other people, and I just pour it into myself for just even three months, it ain't got to be a full year, just three months. If I did that, like, I just sit back like, you know what you can do in three months? I've seen what I can do in three hours. But in three months, if I consistently did this, like, what? I'm like it's crazy and I think it's scary and overwhelming and I'd rather stay stuck and comfortable because I'm like oh my god can I handle the pressure can I handle this spotlight because I've never been a person that likes attention because of that shyness you know because <laughs> I'm like if they if they see me now the imposter got to come out the box and oh my god I've been trying to keep it locked away and and then the thoughts go from there so yeah that's that's why I'm most paralyzed that it's just who walking in my truth to sum it all up Thank you for sharing that because that's, I don't know, it's just, it's a real thing. It's something that I think we all eventually have to like learn to navigate to is when we get paralyzed in our own thinking. Um, And like I mentioned, I think everybody definitely has been the place where like their own mindset has been a barrier. Um, And I remember um, (laughs) this one time, somebody from my past they told me like they were just like you the shit you the shit and I was like the first thought was I know it's just cast it I know <laughs> so I was like right person you're like okay thank you but my first thing was like I know and I think that's something I want to encourage anybody that's listening whenever you're receiving like praise like whenever you're receiving like you know all these affirmations and people are like giving you your flowers while you're here like just be in that place and stand in that that I know type attitude. Like I know and I'm grateful for you for you recognizing that in me, but also saying to yourself, like I recognize that in me too. I, it's just a different type of it, it feels way it's it's another it's another type of energy where you can when you truly feel that. When you just like, I know this. And no, I don't even have to look for other people to tell me this. I don't even have yeah. to go and tell people I'm the shit. Like they gonna tell me. <laughs> like, I'm telling. The- yes. I'm looking for it. Um, I'm gonna know it, and I can be grateful for that too. And I can also be grateful that um, I, I'm recognizing it myself as well. So um, I know you wanted to end on something, so I'm gonna. But I, I also want to add something to it since we in this I know type of energy. <laughs> right. Let's do it. So, I know you said you want to end the episode. I don't know how you want to end it, but I hey, I'm flexible. <laughs> you said what? I'm flexible. It's whatever. We flowing. Yeah. Okay. So, well, we'll go with yours, and then it's another idea. Um, I want us to take a moment to stand in I I know energy and list some things that from whatever you can remember from your past all the way up to now, where like you were not paralyzed in your potential you were not 
um, you were, you maybe felt, you maybe you felt insecure, but you still did it, and like you were praised for it, or you felt that I know energy. So I just want to take the time to like just list, like I'm, I don't say I'm this bitch. I never really, yeah. <laughs> but just be in that place, like I did, like I really did this shit. Like this, this is I know I have it because I, I've done it. Like, yes, we can look to other people and see their examples of how much they accomplished, but we have that too. So, like, I want us to, like, take time to really reflect on those things and list them out. Like, what did we do? What did we do? What what has, what has we, what we experienced to let us know that we got it? We already got it. So, why are we acting brand new? Hey, I'm finna channel my Meg the Stallion. You know, I, <laughs> I know some crazy stuff going on with a little trial. We ain't gonna get on that, but... <laughs> But she got this a song where she like, I'm her. And she just repeat that. Like, mm-hmm. I'm her, you know? And it's just like, I'm like, <laughs> when I heard that song, like, I I literally, it's, it's a deeper meaning for me. Because I'm like, yeah, I'm her. Like, I, I be amped up. Like, do you know who I am? Like, you better watch how you talk to me. Like, mm-hmm. I be telling people, be careful. Just be careful. It's <laughs> all I tell you that. Be careful how you talk to me. Because mm-hmm. I know that I'm somebody. Like, I'm going back to, boom, high school, volleyball. They knew. Vic gonna come with them fire serves. Okay. <laughs> the serves gonna go, but they're not gonna return them. Like they call me flame because the serves is so fast. Like I'm not lying. I had it on my hoodie. I got to play volleyball now. You on my team. <laughs> Man, I had it on my hoodie, everything. So when I, I coach volleyball for the school, I had to realize I'm hurt, but I'm in a different <laughs> environment. So it ain't gonna be how I want it to be, but everybody believed in me because they saw me play as as a, you know with the staff i'm like yeah i got them served so when the kids like oh mr Trey, you oh you can't do this then, all right wait a minute let me show you <laughs> so like i come achy but you did it <laughs> chill out now i ain't that old yeah i stretched a little bit no, I, I was hurt for a few, few days after that uh, staff soccer game boy i was about to die like that was a wake-up call when i say the next day i'm I'm good. We're gonna change our life. I'm eating healthy. I'm eating greens. I'm cooking again. Literally, it take it just take one moment like that where you go from paralyzed to boom, I'm excelling to snap me back into reality too. So sometimes I just throw myself in there like that do it scare moment and I'd be hurt. Literally, physically, emotionally, I really be hurt. And then I I get through it. It's like a, a a release in a sense. So I think about that moment. I think about the moment like somebody asked me to design a curriculum. I'm like, ah, I, I need a template for a curriculum, but we never had to finish it for a project in grad school. So we could see, I guess I could do it. And then I did it. And I, I got all these like people were raving about it, how good it looked. And I'm like, dang, I did that. Me. <laughs> people called me to consult about things about therapy. I'm like, you want my opinion? Like, I'm doing what you're doing. Like, what, what makes me so special that you trust my opinion? I'm still learning. And that, like people literally do that. Like I have people who are older than me and in leadership and they still come and ask for my advice. And I, those moments I'm like, man, age really ain't nothing but a number. Be careful with that. <laughs> y'all don't take that. Out of but, <laughs> but, but in a sense of like potential doesn't have an age limit. So I totally understand when people say like, don't look at my age and think I'm supposed to have this, this and that. But I mean, I do it to myself, but it's just like, and those moments where I'm just flowing and just being, I'm not tripping off my age. I'm not tripping off like who else doing it better. No, I think about that analogy of like, when you're good at something, that's a quote, when you're good at something, you'll tell people when you're great at it, they'll tell you. 
So every time I get a, a positive accolade email, I print it out and I put it in this accordion file and I have a entire section just for positive remarks. So when I'm having days where I need that pick me up and I don't have social media, I go there and I read what people have said about me. I read what people's parents have said about me. I say, I print out text messages so sometimes or I keep it in a folder on my phone where people have said these positive things about me just to, as a pick me up to remind myself, like, just in case you forgot, somebody else didn't. So those are the moments when I know, like, yeah, I'm hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, what about you though? <laughs> you get a job from that. See? Yeah. This, this is, I like this that. Um, <laughs> the first thing that come to mind because <laughs> I used to be, I used to love like marketing and like fashion and something. I had this marketing class and we had to do like, it was this competition. We had to come up with like a marketing plan for a actual fashion house. Um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to do D-squared. I don't know if y'all ever heard of D-squared, but they had some fire edgy-ass, like, clothes. They used these two twin brothers. Hmm. And um, I don't know if they even still, I don't know, but it used to be called D-squared. And I came up with a marketing, like, a whole marketing plan for this fashion house. It wasn't actual, like, I'm going to, you know, right. you know, share this with them. It was part of the competition, like, come up with a marketing plan for an actual you know, fashion house or whatever, you know, whatever place you want to have a marketing plan for. And I did it in my, I don't know, I think everybody else in the class just didn't take that class seriously, kind of like an elective, or I don't know, it's just, everybody was just always playful, and I was always the one that's just like, do what I was supposed to do, but uh, <laughs> but we did this, This I went into this, well, my teacher was like, I feel like you should do this competition with this thing, and it was at the Mills Mall in St. Louis, if you're from St. Louis, you know what the Mills Mall was, this is like, <laughs> but the whole, we went there, the mall, it was early in the morning, they closed the whole mall down and we had to present our marketing plan. And I ain't, no, I'm, I'm shy. <laughs> like, but I was like, I was really excited. I was in, I was, you know, you're really passionate about something or you really love something. You kind of have a different type of, you show up differently. Mm-hmm. And I did the thing, but I didn't think nothing about it. I was like, okay, I did it. So then me and my friend, we ended up just going to like the food court and eating and stuff. We was shopping and hanging out. And we forgot to go back to hear the announcement. So we just missed that whole thing. So when we got back, they was like, Melly, where were you at? Like, you were in first place. And I was like, huh? I'm like, because I really was just like, oh, I did this thing. And I'm just like, now I'm going to go shopping with my friend. Like, we at the news mall. <laughs> but I won first place. So it was a regional competition. Wow. I won first place for that. And then I went on to the national. And the national, we had to actually go to Lake of Ozarks. I think it was a lake. It was somewhere in Missouri where it was the lake. I think it was the lake. And it was the national competition. We had to do like the national thing. Um, I didn't win anything with that. But at the same time, I just wasn't, I just was like, I did this marketing plan and I just had fun with it. It wasn't really me trying to be this marketing person. Um, but the experience itself, it was just so much fun to like see everybody from different parts of the country come into this, these marketing things. Um, but it just made me really like, Oh, okay. I'm always shocked by certain things, and maybe yeah. they're just me not really paying like paying attention to like that. Like, girl, you 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 it, <laughs> you know. So like, that's one memory I was like, oh, like I still got the trophy somewhere, maybe in my mom's basement. I don't know. But so that's one experience. Uh, oh my god, so many. Like even we talked about, I wrote the play in college. Like really yeah. just 
trying to be a writer and shit, like being <laughs> like, I'm a writer now, but really loving like movies and plays and stuff. So I remember in college where it's like this black, like, I don't know, like this, I don't know what they called it back then. I'm saying back then, but it really was like 10, 11 years ago. Um, when I first into college and even like the pod, like starting the podcast and people saying like, oh, you all, I love her in the podcast. Like, I love the energy you both have. And oh, it helped me. Like, they, um, I had a training with someone. She was like, oh, listen to the podcast. And that one episode about navigating friendship, they really helped me because I'm in a situation with my friend and I don't know where to go with it. And then y'all really helped me. And I was just like, wow, oh, you listen to the podcast? I, I didn't know. <laughs> um, or even things like really personal to me, like my family, when I'm always the one that's doing like what they say weird shit. Like I would just go out and do weird shit from cutting all my hair off to being the first person in my family to never eat meat. I mean, to not eat meat for, you know, years and things like that. I was made fun of, like people didn't really take me seriously. Um, they never really had vegetarian option knowing I don't eat meat. So like they really was just, they would just like to tease me about it. Mm -hmm. But now my family, like my dad and my sister and like different people in my family are so like health conscious now that they like surpassing me at this point. It's just, it's the funniest thing for them using non-toxic products to using certain shampoos. So my sister like, about my kids, no McDonald's, like they just, <laughs> it just really be like, ah, oh. back then when I was doing it, it was like weird. And now, but I don't really... Yeah, I tease them about it, but I'm like, I smile too. So I'm like, mm -hmm. I didn't really have to push nothing on them. It's just by me doing something for myself and me experimenting with my own health and my own just personal development that they were inspired by that eventually. Um, so things from that to like even meeting you as a friend, like taking that leap and being like, I'm invite this friend now. Like, let me stop just sitting on my ass and thinking like, oh, I'm just going to allow people to like show up in my life let me actually choose the people I want to show up in my life or to be in my life and I think that even reaching out to you and be like coming to the house woman you've been the person you are bringing a gift <laughs> so I was like why should we bring a gift like we just really met like it was just so intentional and so like sweet and I was just like oh yeah I already know what kind of person she is so and I wasn't wrong <laughs> like just a really just such a gracious and like just I don't know a person that just really, you could just tell you care and I think when you have somebody you're like that truly cares for you you need to hold on to that like don't intentionally hurt you don't like if something does come up they work they work in life with you they work at the relationship with you and I think that's something that like I can be proud of and be like I know energy like I know this girl's my best friend. I know she was sure. I know if I have a situation where I get, my battery is dead, she going to come and help me take out my battery. <laughs> like, she going to show up for me and I'm going to do the same any way I can. So like, that's where I'm like, I know energy. I don't have to think about it. Um, yeah. Even like what other <laughs> situation recently, uh, shout out to Kiana when I was visiting her. Uh, she was like, oh yeah, Victoria told me. And I started laughing because I already, <laughs> she said, but she was good. Or she was just like, I'm going to let Melanie share that with you. And it's the same thing you said. Like, I know I don't have to be like, oh, this person doing this. Like, I just, I never am like tripping. And I feel like that's something that's so sacred in relationships because 
that's not always the case. It's people okay. out here talking behind your back, sharing your business, whatever it may be. Like, it's, 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 it's not, there's no trust. And I feel like yeah. for me, that is, it's not, a, it's, it's something that I feel safe and solid in. So, yeah. I'm really, see, I'm excited <laughs> from like the most, you know, winning competition, like y'all, that's cool. The podcast, that's great. But like relationships, I can be proud of those things too and be like, I know, like it's solid. So, so yeah, those are mine. Those are mine. Thank you. That was Right. So we can, we can have a list of things, but yeah. yeah. So I definitely encourage y'all listening, like really look back on your life and be like, damn, I did that. Like, anytime you feel like you are not it, like, you can literally, you have, you have, uh, what's that called, people say? Um, what is it called? Uh, what's the word? I don't know. You just, you have it. Like, it's, it's you have uh, receipts. There we go. That's where I look Got at. you. Okay. But there are receipts. They're literally, like, trailing you. But I think we just don't take time to, like, sit and reflect like we just move and move and move on to the next thing like you have done all the things that you want to do already you just either got to tap into it or just expand on it if you want to so that's all those are my thoughts those are my this is my TED talk <laughs> <laughs> well you know it's, it, i will conclude with the the great words of uh tim ross get out here and fail at something because he said he said failure is a, another way of saying um I'm finding. I'm finding out what I what I'm good at, what I'm not good at, what I don't want to do, what I'm passionate about. So get out here and fail at something, y'all. Because you'll find out what's meant to be for you. But you never know if you don't try. Exactly. And thank y'all for listening. As always, the journey is never complete. And we'll be here next week. Until next time.